0: you welcome on the first night of the week of prayer. We'll try to be as punctual as possible, so we'll make a start. It's just gone eight o'clock. The opening hymn is this lovely hymn that speaks about the sweet hour of prayer, and that's our desire every night as we meet with the Lord. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care, builds me at my Father's throne, makes all my wants and wishes known you <clears throat> We want to sense that and know it in our hearts, don't we? That when we come to this place tonight to pray together, it is a sweet time. It's sweet chiefly because Christ is here. He's in the middle. He's in the center of this gathering. And I just pray that the Lord will help us to know that and sense it and feel it in our hearts tonight. Let's pray. Our Father, we give thanks that a week is set aside at the beginning of every year that the church might come to pray We look out into a year and we don't know what lies ahead. We don't know what troubles and trials might overtake us personally or as a family or as a congregation or even as a community. We do not know what joys that are ahead of us and we pray that there will be times of great blessing. So how good it is to commit ourselves to the Lord in prayer and ask for his wisdom and guidance all the year through that we might be as we Have preached in our motto text, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as we know, our labor is not in vain in the Lord. Never anything that is done for Christ in a sincere way by the power of the Holy Spirit falls to the ground. It will accomplish much for his glory. We think of the sowing of the seed, it it always guarantees a harvest. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If we sow the good seed of the word, then there will be the reaping time the harvest will be given. In due season, your word promises we shall reap if we faint not. Lord, you promised also that your word will not return unto thee void. But it will accomplish that which the Lord has so ordained it to accomplish. It will prosper according to your will and your mind. And so, Lord, as we embark upon another year, go before us every step of the way. As you led Israel in those ancient times by the pillar of cloud during the day and the pillar of fire at night, so direct our way. We know that there will not be the fiery pillar or the cloud in the sky, but there will be your presence and there will be the indwelling spirit who will direct our way. As we read the scriptures and we look into your word, we know that God will speak to us. As we seek out his will, he will speak to us. And so, Father, go before us and prepare the way in every aspect of Christian service this year, from Sunday school work and children's work, to youth work, to prayer meetings that will be held, to the preaching of the word on the Sabbath days, morning and evening, missions that will be conducted. And in your will, a Bible conference held and all the other special activities that will be done. Lord, we pray that you will direct our way every step that we take. Thank you, Lord, for those who have come tonight. You have helped us to set aside this evening, and we thank you for that grace that has reigned in our hearts to do just that. Lord, it is not the natural bent of man to pray. Men would resist prayer. One of the hardest things to do, whether privately or publicly, is to pray. We know that. We struggle with it. We wrestle against the devil every time we come to pray. But Lord, you have given us the grace at least to be here. And maybe others are joining us for the opening part of the prayer meeting tonight as we come to, to read the scriptures and just meditate for a few minutes upon it. Lord, we pray that you'll bless them even at home. May this be a good week, not because of the numbers. And we do pray that many will come, but because the Lord is here. And he's working in our hearts. And he's directing our way. And so from night one we pray that Jesus will stand among us. In his risen power. And that there will be the descent of the Holy Spirit of God. In the fullness of divine power. To fill our lives with all the needed graces that we we desire. And that, that we need for this time. Lord hear and answer our prayers. Remember Wesley in hospital. Lord you know. The investigations that have been done and the treatment that will follow, we pray that you will be with him and encourage him in the Lord. Remember Peter as well. You know his condition. We commit your servant into your care. These things we pray and we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Just some very quick announcements as well as welcoming you. We remind you Monday through to Friday is our special week of prayer and we want you to try and set aside each night if you can Um, if you find there's something else on you've got to to get that balance you've got to ask yourself the question which is more important and if prayer is more important then be here the new prayer list will, will be compiled I'll say something about that in a moment we look forward to the Lord's Day and all the meetings that will be conducted from the prayer meeting Sunday school Bible class the worship service and the gospel meeting as well as the dedication of Noah so the new prayer list for 2023, um, as we like to say to you, put the names on the sheets provided who you are burdened for. You've got a vision uh, for someone who's not saved, someone that you really would long in your heart to be brought to Christ, and you're praying for them, and you want your brethren and your sisters to pray for them. That's what the list is all about. You're asking others to come alongside you and pray for those that are near and dear to your heart. So it might be a family member or a friend, or someone that attends the church here, and then this is very important, elementary but important. Please write clearly. Sometimes when when you read read back, it is like hieroglyphics and and indiscernible. And if you're not a good writer, and you know you're not a good writer, and people can't read your writing, get somebody else to do it for you. All right. And if you get the spelling right, sometimes they look at the word and wonder, oh, never seen it spelled like that before, but there you go. Maybe it's a new spelling. So we'll leave that with you, folks. Um, Monday through to Thursday, we will do that. And God willing, we'll try to get it typed up and ready for you. Print it and all for Friday. Let's sing the hymn 646. Come, my soul, thy suit prepare. Jesus loves to answer prayer. I want you to know that tonight as you come to pray. He himself has bid thee pray. Therefore will not say thee nay. Just a short reading tonight from Jeremiah 33. We keep our text from the day that the Carson Complex was opened. We've had this text from Jeremiah, and no greater text to read this evening as we begin our week of prayer than this text of Scripture. We're going to read the opening three three verses. So it's Jeremiah 33, verses 1 to 3. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the second time. While he was yet shut up in the court of the prison. It's good to know that God comes and encourages his servant when we're down. And Jeremiah was in a very low place, literally. For he was down in the prison. He was shut up at this time. And yet God's word comes to him to encourage him. And it comes as thus saith the Lord in verse 2. Thus saith the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. And then our great text, by way of invitation to come and pray. And Jeremiah, in the midst of his darkness and his desperate situation, the Lord says to him, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. (coughs) This week we're going to take a theme And we're going to take an aspect of that theme each week or each night. Um, The theme is the God who answers prayer. And we see it so clearly in the text that's behind me. You, You can look at it tonight. This week is so important as we emphasize every year. It sets the tone for the congregation. What a joy it is to come together as the body of Christ those that belong to Hebron, and just pray together. So many things to pray for. So many things in your life to pray for. So many things in this town to remember before the throne of grace. And as we have a representative tonight from Ukraine, uh, Anastasia, so much to pray for as we think of your country. And if my country was at war, I'd want to be like you. I'd want to be in the place of prayer, calling upon the name of Of Almighty God. Now we are instructed to pray. Think of the New Testament where Jesus says men ought always to pray and not to faint. Ask, and it shall be given you, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. We're not only instructed to pray, but we are invited to pray. And I'm thinking here of the text we can incorporate it into this little point that I'm making. The Lord invites us, he says, call, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And we are inspired to pray. What do I mean by that? Well, we have every encouragement possible given to us to come to the throne of heavenly grace to seek the Lord as a church. And I was thinking about this this morning and here are some of the encouragements came to my mind and I'm sure there's others that you'll think about tonight but there is the examination of who God is when we think of who God is what an encouragement it is to come and pray to him you'll not get a better definition of who God is than in the answer to question four of the shorter catechism God is a spirit infinite eternal and unchangeable in his being wisdom power holiness justice goodness, and truth. He is the infinite God. We think of infinity. We think of of the immensity of God. He is the eternal God. From everlasting to everlasting, he's God. And he's the unchangeable God. He says, I am the Lord, I change not. God never changes. And all these things that are said apply to the great attributes that are mentioned here. God is infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in his wisdom, in his power, in his holiness, his justice, goodness, and truth. Those things never change about God. And so, when you think about who this God is, and what I've just mentioned in the definition given to us in the Shorter Catechism, we have every reason to be encouraged to come to this God in the place of prayer, a God of mighty power. And then another encouragement is the exceeding great and precious promises that the Lord has given. What God has promised regarding answering prayer is a great encouragement for us to pray. Think of the Psalm 91 verse 15. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Think of the words of Christ in John 15. It's one of the texts that in that whole talk that the Savior had with the disciples, that will encourage us to pray. But it's John fifteen seven, If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. What a promise that is from the lips of the Savior. Matthew eighteen nineteen, the Lord speaks again. If, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, anything that they shall ask, It shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. It's always a joy when there's more than two at the prayer meeting. And it's a blessing to see so many here on this Monday night. Keep keep at it this week. But even if there were just two gathered together, the Lord says when you two come together and agree about anything on this earth, it shall be done. A great promise to encourage us. And then there are the examples given in Scripture. There are multiple cases of men and women in the Bible who prayed and they obtained. They had power with God. They had success in the place of prayer, if we can use that term. We think of Jacob. Jacob wrestled all the night through. He refused to let go and he obtained power with God and power with man. He received a name change and he was never the same again from that night onward. Change life. We think of Hannah. Tearful Hannah. Making her way to the tabernacle in Shiloh. And, and there coming before the Lord because of her, her barrenness. And weeping before God. Her lips not moving and being misunderstood by Eli who was there. Thinking that she's drunken, drunken or something's wrong with her. But she was there with a burdened soul. Desiring before God that the Lord would, would make her fruitful. And that she might have a child. And God answered her cry. And Samuel was born. As a result. We think of Solomon. At the beginning of his reign. Asking God for wisdom. It was granted. And God gave him over and above that which he asked for. We think of Elijah. Ascending up into the heights of Carmel. Praying unto God. With great power. For the rain to come. Having already prayed for the fire to fall. In the most. Uh, unusual, in the most unusual circumstance against all odds that that would happen having poured 12 barrels upon that sacrifice and yet the fire fell and then he, he prayed for the rain and there was a great deluge of rain after two and a half years when no rain had been given it had been withheld God answered prayer then of course come the New Testament, think of the early church Pentecost Pentecost Going there, getting alone with God for that 10-day period, crying to God for the fulfillment of his promise, the promise of the Father, and the Spirit of God came. Think of the next prayer meeting in chapter 4, where when they assembled together and prayed together, the place was shaken where they were assembled, and they were all filled again with the Holy Spirit of God. Jump over to chapter 12 of the book of Acts. In a time of great need, one preacher has been killed. Another preacher is put in prison. Peter... And the church comes together to pray for his release, gathering together in the house of Mary. And God answered prayer, and in a most miraculous way, Peter was delivered from his chains and set free. Why? Because God answers prayer. And these are all examples. There's many more besides given in the scripture to encourage us to come to God. And then there is the experience of past answers. Every one of us tonight can look back over our lives and we can say, here, God answered prayer. Maybe you even take a note of your prayers, what you pray for. George Mueller did that. When God answered his prayer, he he wrote beside it about the answer. It's not a bad thing to do when you you put down sentence by sentence or subject by subject or person by person and you're praying over that thing. When God steps in, just, just to mark it, he's answered prayer. We can all look back. And see definite times when God stepped in. From day one, when Susan and I got married, we prayed for the conversion of our children, that the Lord would be pleased to bring them all to Christ, that not one of them would be lost, and all of them have professed faith in Christ. We're now praying for the next generation as well, that the grandchildren, that some of them have professed faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And look at the blessings that we have in Hebron. Do not take what we have here for granted. It has come as a direct answer to the prayers of the people of God in this church who have prayed down through the decades of our history, from the beginning right through. And let's rejoice in what God is still doing among us. And then there is the express help of the Holy Spirit. That ought to encourage you. He maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. We don't pray alone. There's one that's beside us, this blessed comforter, the Holy Ghost, who enables us to pray and encourages us to pray. And when we can't even pray aright and formulate our words aright, he takes those prayers, reads the heart, knows what we're thinking, knows what's in the heart, and he brings those prayers to the throne of grace where they are presented through the merit of Christ. So what are we, we looking for this week as we come to pray well here's some of the things that I thought about we want a desire to attend these seasons we don't want people to come just because a minister has encouraged them I don't think we could use as strong a word as coerce them if I thought coercing would, would work we might try that too but we certainly encourage you but we don't want you to come just because we've encouraged you to come we want you to come because you've got a desire in your heart. And we need to pray about that. Because as I said earlier, it doesn't, it doesn't come naturally. Coming to pray and seek the Lord is not in the flesh a natural thing to do. Because we'll be weary like the disciples were in the garden. And, and just be sleepy and our minds will not be upon. We want to pray, God give me a desire this week to come to these seasons of prayer. And we want direction in prayer. That the Lord as we come and sit here and we begin to pray that the Lord will direct our thoughts. Show us in our hearts what we ought to be praying for. That we might bring those things before the throne of grace. We want the descent of the Holy Ghost into our hearts. That will help us to pray. The Bible speaks about praying in the Holy Ghost. We want the Spirit of God to descend. Come and take a hold of us and lead us forth in true believing prayer. We certainly want a definite unity to be given. In mind and in heart. That the Lord will bind our hearts together. That there will be nothing uh, between us. That would disrupt the fellowship of God's people. And as we pray together. For those certain things. That will have a one mindedness about us. That you will be able to add your amen. To that brother or sister's prayer. And we want. The defeat of the devil. We certainly. Desire that. That the devil will be defeated in every way. I have. Five. Thoughts, with five nights, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, with five nights, so I have five thoughts as we look at the God who answers prayer. And this is what, I'm going to look at number one very briefly tonight, because what we've given you so far has just been a longer introduction. But very briefly, number one, he's able to restrain the devil in all his works. This God who answers prayer. Tomorrow night, he's able to restore the sick health and strength. Wednesday night, He's able to raise up laborers for the harvest field. That's very apt, as we've just come through our missionary weekend. Thursday night, He's able to redeem the lost, even the worst of sinners. I want us to be encouraged on Thursday night, no matter who the man or the woman is, or the young person, God can save that individual. And then Friday night, He's able to revive His people in the darkest days. So. Tonight, tonight we're thinking about he's able to restrain the devil in his works of evil. Let us not be under any kind of illusion whatsoever as to the reality and to the activity of the devil. Though since the cross of Christ he has been greatly subdued and restricted, he's still at work in this world today. Let's be certain about that tonight. He is still that roaring lion <coughs> that Peter describes him as. That walketh about seeking whom he may devour. If you're walking about, you're not, you're not restricted in that sense. Some people will tell us that today the devil is bound. The devil is not bound. You, don't need, you only need to look out into the world and see the sin and the corruption that's going on in this world. See the war that's going on in Ukraine to realize the devil certainly is not bound the devil is walking about and he's out to destroy he's out to devour the people of God particularly he's still that that beast, that roaring lion I want you to think about Satan's activity just very very quickly and here's my little list so it's up before you one by one he will keep us from prayer he will Have you found that in your personal life? Maybe even recently, he's kept you from the place of prayer. He will certainly keep you from the public place of prayer. He will give Christians every reason not to come to the place of prayer. He stands at our right hand to resist us. As he did with Joshua, the high priest. So he will keep us from prayer. He will stop us coming to this prayer week. You come tonight, I tell you, he'll try to stop you coming the rest of the nights. And all those that didn't make it tonight, he'll keep them at home. He will stop us from praying. When you come here, and I know some are are maybe shy, or a little bit, someone once described me backward and coming forward. No, they said I wasn't backward and coming forward. (laughs) I better get that right, to be absolutely honest with you. But uh, I know some people are naturally shy and timid and and find it difficult maybe to pray in a public prayer meeting. We understand that. You certainly want to pray in your heart, and I know that you do. But for those that are able to pray publicly, the devil will stop you praying. He doesn't want you to open your mouth once at this week of prayer. He will draw you away from God. The things of God. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. And if Satan wanted to have Peter, the great apostle, I tell you, he'll want you and me, and he'll draw us away from God, and if he can bring us into a state of backsliding, he will. He will sow seeds of discord among brethren. That is the devil's work. Never let seeds of discord arise in your heart between you and another Christian. And if they do, go and sort it out. Make sure that you do. It's the devil's work. He's out to ruin and damn souls. We know that. You think of the demoniac son. Cast him into the fire. Cast him into the water. Why? To destroy him before he could ever get to Jesus. And the devil will destroy sinners. Take them into eternity if he can before they get to Christ. And then he... (coughs) <coughs> he blinds the minds of sinners. That text in Second Corinthians 4 and verse 4. The God of this world hath blinded the minds of them that believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine in. And we can be dead unsure that the devil will be about that work. To blind men and stop them from seeing Christ. And he will remove the good seed of the work. He's that fowl of the air that is spoken about in In the parable of the sower that swoops down and and takes away, takes away the seed as it is sown. And so men and women, we must pray against the devil. The devil in our lives. That he will be defeated in you and I personally. We want to pray against the devil in our families, whatever he's doing in our homes. Pray against it. And pray against whatever the devil is doing in the church or in the wider community. Pray that God will bind the strong man. That he will defeat Satan and all his plans and works. And give us victory day by day in our Christian lives. And when he comes to tempt us from prayer. And when he comes to tempt us into sin. Let's pray against him. You pray, Lord put the blood of Christ upon me. That's the answer to the devil. The disciples of old overcame the devil, the great dragon. By the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony. And they love not their lives even unto death. And so that's our first thought tonight. As we think of the God who answers prayer. This is the God that we're coming to. He's the God that is able to restrain the devil. In all his works of evil. And I've mentioned some of the things tonight. We want to take some time at least this evening. And pray against him. That he will be defeated. May God bless his word to all of our hearts as we come to pray together we'll sing this great hymn 134 this brings us to our advocate, it brings us to Christ brings us to the great power that we have in prayer through our saviour, our mediator before the throne of God above I have a strong a perfect plea a great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives pleads for me. This is great confidence tonight as we seek the Lord. We've got this one in the glory who's pleading for us and pleading for us right now in this time of prayer tonight. coming to our time of prayer tonight and we, we did decide just today by way of request that we would broadcast the first part of the prayer meeting so that has happened and we say good night now to our listeners because we're coming to our season of prayer if you join us on the internet uh, we're very glad to have you even for this little time and if you're nearby come in and join us tomorrow night and be physically present if at all possible thank you